The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should consider obtaining independent advice before making any financial decisions. Welcome to this edition of the Stockhead Wildcatters. Today we're delighted to have Alex Dorsch on the seat. Uh, we're going to talk about his uh, company. Uh, Alex is the Managing Director of uh, Chalice Gold Mines. Uh, welcome to the uh, podcast, Alex. Thanks very much, Peter. Good to be with you. Alex, uh, Chalice's uh, market cap has moved up quite a bit recently on the back of some interesting uh, nickel and platinum group metals discoveries. has a currently, I think today, 155 million market cap. Uh, and having sold out of one of your investment companies, uh, you now got working capital of over $30 million. Is that the way it's currently sitting? Yeah, look, at the moment, um, yeah, we're sitting with about uh, $9 million in cash uh, and about uh, about $27 million in uh, in total working capital and investments, um, so yeah, we're in a we're in a, a fairly strong financial. Yeah, well, that's a very healthy position to be to be in for a small uh, and uh, developing exploration company. So, Alex, I guess uh, what I'm more interested in initially is to uh, to find out how uh, you came along to uh, Chalice uh, Gold Mines. We know. Uh, that uh, Chalice is uh, well backed by some uh, long-standing industry professionals on its board and has a sound uh, technical management. And perhaps you can just briefly tell us how you came to Chalice and what you'd done before. I'm actually a, a trained engineer, uh, also with a finance um, degree. And uh, I guess my, my, my quick story is, is I started my career uh, with BHP in Adelaide, um, initially working on Olympic Dam, and then uh, and then went to the corporate side um, briefly with a in an advisory role, um, and that was my f- sort of first initial experience with uh, with the junior um, sector. Uh, and then I then I changed tack a little bit and and went and utilised the the engineering and and project management skills that I had in in oil and gas. So I was fortunate enough there in over about six years to work with some very strong. Um, geological as well as operational um, teams in in the oil and gas space, and that gave me a a bit of a flavour for um, for how much value can be created uh, through discovery. Um, so I was fortunate enough to be part of um, a couple of very exciting um, discoveries in uh, during that time, uh, and then I had a little pivot again um, after after some time in oil and gas. I went to McKinsey. The, the management consultancy, and uh, and there I I sort of travelled around the world um, consulting some of the the large names in the resources space, and and really built up a a bit of a complementary skill set, I guess, on on problem solving, um, communication, uh, as well as really looking at a business for for how it makes money, like really what are the value drivers of the business. So um, that's my that was my pre chalice, I guess, uh, experience, and then I was very Fortunate enough to meet uh, the chairman and major shareholder of, of Chalice uh, in the in the latter part of 2017, and uh, and we got along very well. Um, little did I know that that uh, initial cup of coffee was was essentially a job interview, and um, yeah, we 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 hit it off, um, which was great. And and he basically made me an offer that um, that I found 
uh, very hard to say no to, um, and it was really a, a bit of a once-in-a-lifetime type of opportunity to to come into a company which had lots of cash and a, and a very well-regarded technical team. Um, and as well as that, I, I, as you pointed out, I, I really liked the you know the business model of Chalice as well. So so it was a it was a it was a good match, and uh, and from there I've I've uh, been leading the team there for about two and a half years now. And that's excellent, Alex. The um... Uh, the, the time at uh, McKinsey's is a very good uh, learning experience and I think that's uh, really uh, uh, given you a broad understanding of the resources sector generally and, of course, through your father who was a geologist. That's perhaps where I was getting uh, mixed up. So, Alex, uh, we haven't heard very much about this uh, nickel project in um, in Western Australia, uh, set just 70 kilometres north, north of uh, Perth, but Certainly, uh, you've got five targets there. You've drilled on two, and the first drill hole uh, was an absolute ripper with high grades of nickel and very high grades of platinum group metals. And I don't think I've seen such high grades of platinum group metals, especially with palladium in it like that, anywhere else in Australia. Yeah, look, it was a it was a stunner. Um, I guess there's no other way to put it. Um, we were we were very excited when we. When we sort of did the saw the visual indications of massive sulphide over a sort of thirteen meter wide interval, because um, we we suspected there was going to be nickel and copper rich, and then uh, after we rushed some assays through, um, yeah, we got the the palladium grades sort of sitting around eight and a half grams over a, over a, about a twenty five meter interval, and yeah, as you said, it was a it was a a, a bit of a celebration there for for the office. Um, and and yeah, it was it was quite a quite a spectacular uh, result from the first drill hole. Um, obviously, not n- not too many times do you see the very first drill hole in, to go into a, essentially a conceptual target. Um, you, you you don't really see that result too often. And of course, the uh, the listener will be interested to know that the price of palladium is about a thousand dollars an ounce more than the price of gold at the moment. So that uh, makes it all the more intriguing. Yeah, that's right. Look, I guess we're we're primarily viewing it as a nickel sulfide discovery um, with very good credit um, from from copper and and PGEs. Uh, I guess you know the um, we don't know enough about mineralogy and 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 certainly metallurgy um, to 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 know. I guess the recoveries of those other metals, um, as you alluded to, there's there's not too many examples in Australia or or none that we're aware of um, that have that have palladium grades that high. Um, so it is a bit of an unknown from that perspective, but um, but yeah, certainly it's a it's a pretty exciting result. And and as you allude to, palladium, the palladium price is uh, is well over sort of twenty three hundred US dollars an ounce at the moment. So Alex, um, you've found I think there's five or maybe six EM targets, and of course, as uh, often happens, you drilled another a target, a sort of a scout hole, and you found. Not lots of nice iron sulphides, but not much else. So uh, at least you know uh, uh, that uh, the one that you've drilled is uh, mineralized with nickel and and copper, uh, and you know that the second target. So you've, is your plan to go and test each of those targets? Are you going to go back to the discovery zone and try and uh, flesh out the uh, the tons there? Yeah, look, exactly. I guess um, we had a bit of winner's curse there with with hole number two. It was a hard act to follow um, that first hole. Um, the, we 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 knew, I guess, the the risk with that second target, which is about a kilometre, 
to the north of the discovery hole, we, we knew the risks there that the, the conductor may be responding to something stratigraphic as opposed to as opposed to mineralization. Um, so sure enough, I guess that that was confirmed that, that that conductor looks to be explained by by some sediments as opposed to some massive sulfide. We've uh, we've gone and drilled um, two other targets now, um, B conductors B and C, um, sort of between those two, um, between the discovery hole and the and the second hole. Um, and uh, and yeah, as you say, you know, we're we're looking to really put a put a single drill hole into each of these high priority targets before we then start stepping out around the uh, the discovery hole. Are you able to drill in the current environment? Is uh, you know, is the drilling contractor happy uh, to keep people on site and so forth? Yeah, look, we've we've taken um, the obvious precautions there. You know, try to restrict you know people. Um, you know, being in contact with one another as much as possible. We're having our people sort of stay in in different um, places to to minimise that. Um, the 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 area that the project's in is is just really um, outside of the the Perth metropolitan area, so it's in the sort of southwest corner of the wheat belt. Um, so we 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 have, I guess, approval at the moment to from the government to to move um, our personnel between between Perth and and site. Um, and and that's that's I guess the current plan at the moment is that, yeah essentially we haven't had too much operational um, setback from the virus um, but you know on, on that point I guess you know acknowledging we've had some very good news in the last couple of weeks but you know I acknowledge um, you know that the hardship you know being faced by by many Australians at the moment you know my friends some of my family members are are, are experiencing that so yeah so our thoughts go out to those to those um, to those people. Um, but yeah, fortunately for us, our, our project um, being just outside of Perth here, we, we're having uh, minimal impact. Excellent, Alex. Um, and uh, so the plan is there to uh, uh, drill on for a couple of months with scout drilling and then to go back and do some step outs from that discovery hole. Is that, is, would I be right there? Yeah, we, we're actually starting the step outs very, very shortly. We're actually... Um, Got a diamond rig um, that's going to start up tomorrow. Um, that's going to start stepping out around the discovery hole. So, I guess uh, you know, logistically, being just out of Perth as, as well, it, it's it's very very simple place to operate. So, so we can uh, we can move things along here very rapidly. Um, and uh, and certainly, that's our intent is to basically keep uh, an RC rig and a diamond rig going um, for uh, you know until until we guess we answer the you know the the, the key question on this project, which is. I guess what are, what are we looking at in terms of scale? Um, that's mm. that's obviously the question we're looking to answer. Alex, can you tell from the EM responses uh, how big the the conductors are, and can and also can you differentiate between one uh, target and the other? You know, now that you've drilled two and you've got you know the, obviously the the iron sulfides in one and the and the uh, the massive sulfides in in the other. Uh, just, you know sediments yeah. and massive sulfides yeah look, it's, a, it's a good point i mean ground em um is is useful to a point um it, it's not it's not able to to go too far down so i guess the, the the primary technique going forward is a bit of an iterative approach and that is basically running downhole em on each of our drill holes trying to look for then essentially where the target or where to drill next uh, as we as we drill as we drill the targets, so um, the other the other thing to note there, as you as you pointed out, the you know the the scale of each of our plates or these these conductors that are that are seen from ground EM is a is a is a guide. 
Um, and, and what we have seen is that um, when, when you do have very conductive units like what we've what we've discovered in the in the in the first drill hole we've got a thick you know highly conductive zone there that's very close to surface and that's actually uh, I, I guess preventing the 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 ground-based EM technique from seeing around that zone so I guess where where the the zones are at the moment is is pretty poorly constrained and we just need to keep keep drilling um, to get a full picture of uh, of how how extensive these zones are and the downhole is going to be uh, pretty diagnostic in doing that. And it looks from the maps like it's about a sort of 300 metre long. Is that sort of uh, equate with fact? Uh, in terms of the, the conductor E um, that, we, that, uh, that we put the first uh, hole into, the, the discovery hole, it's about 150 metres of strike length. Um, but really, uh, what its its dip extent or its depth extent is is very unknown at this stage, and I guess that's that's where we're going to be reliant on downhole EM to sort of keep extending that uh, in in an ideal world. You know, downhole EM gives us gives us I guess the the target for the next drill hole. Yeah, and this drill hole was quite shallow, so you've got uh, plenty of ground to work with there. Yeah, exactly. Like the 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 intrusion that we're looking at here, um, that that the discovery hole has has uh, has hit, um, is a is a large intrusion. It's a, about two kilometres, you know, um, north to south, uh, by about half a kilometre wide. And and we know, I guess we know um, that it is a it is a layered ultramafic mafic complex, which is which is uh, for those who are familiar with magmatic sulphide systems, that's exactly what you want to see. Um, and they and they're very they're very uncommon. They're very rare. Um, discoveries. Um, so yeah, so the fact that we've got uh, some scale to the system here, and we've got some indications that you know it's a very fertile intrusion in terms of uh, in terms of metal content. Um, that's that's very exciting uh, to say the least. Yeah, and uh, a bit different, I think, in form than from the Nova Bollinger type, which is a, a comatiite type discovery just deposit. Yeah, look, Nova Bollinger was a was a, a fairly unique discovery um, for Western Australia. Like, it, I guess technically, it's hard to make comparisons um, with what we've got. Um, I guess because we're we're such a, at such an early stage, um, you know, we don't have the pleasure of of having you know multiple academic studies into this intrusive complex and sort of you know theorising about what it could be. Um, we literally have one drill hole, um, so we're we're needing to come up the knowledge curve very quickly. To um, to to fully understand the system, um, but obviously, yeah, Nova Bollinger is a, is a great example. Is a great uh, is a great comparison um, about you know what what these systems can result in. Um, but yeah, but at the moment, you know, one drill hole doesn't make a mine. And uh, yeah, and very early days indeed. Yeah, we need to get some more drill holes um, before we before we start really making those comparisons. So, Alex, can we jump across to uh, Pyramid Hill? Uh, the company Chalice has got a large holding in the Bendigo Goldfields area. Uh, you've been drilling on a couple of targets there at Kerry and Ironbark. Uh, you've had a lot of regional sniffs, you, show, you know, showing gold in the in the sediments there, and you've come up with some decent uh, hits of four metres at four grams a tonne. Um, and that's really been, you know, what... The market's been so excited about uh, with the high-grade gold that others have been finding in that area. Uh, what's the the plans there at Pyramid Hill? Yeah, look, 
Um, Pyramid Hill is very much um, an, an exciting project for us um, and it's worth noting that, yeah, while we have made a discovery over in WA, we're still very much, you know, keen to continue um, our work over there in Victoria in parallel. Um, so I guess yeah, essentially what we have over there in Victoria is a, is a, a more than 5,000 square kilometre um, land holding uh, in, a, in a basically an unexplored um, part of the, the Bendigo goldfields. Um, so we've drilled um, for continuously um, using, a, using a shallow air core technique for, for basically the past uh, 18 months. And uh, that's outlined a number of um, pretty attractive targets that we think have the, have the scale to, to deliver a, a world-class discovery. Um, we are drilling, uh, we've got our, our initial um, deep uh, diamond holes, you know, testing underneath those, those shallow air core holes underway at the moment. Um, so we've got an 11-hole diamond program underway with, with two diamond rigs at the moment. Fortunately, those two rigs are, are Victorian rigs uh, and they're being supported by Victorian-based crews. Um, so we don't have any restrictions there again with the, with the virus. Um, so, yeah, we're planning to, to continue that 11-hole diamond program uh, really to, to give us that first, uh, first sense of what's going on underneath the, the air core anomaly. Uh, as you mentioned, the, the, the largest of our two targets um, carry, it's, it's over four kilometres of strike length at the moment, and it's importantly, it's a very coherent and continuous gold anomaly that the air core drilling has identified. And, uh, and as you pointed out, there, our best intercept um, thus far, there was four metres of four grams. There was actually one metre at uh, almost 16 grams in that. Um, so we're starting to get the, the initial, I guess, uh, you know, indications of high grade. Um, really, we need to put, put, this, uh, put the, the initial diamond holes uh, underneath that anomaly to, to build a geological picture of, of what's going on. And that would be typical of the uh, Victorian goldfields where you've got narrow veined, uh, you know, uh, quartz uh, hosted gold, uh, very high grades of ounce sort of ounce type material, which is uh, which is typical of uh, of the old timers. But with your uh, drilling there, Alex, uh, when do you expect that we'll get results? Are those uh, assays just going into the laboratory and will they trickle through? Uh, over the next couple of weeks, or do you think it'll be, uh, you know, into um, uh, May before we get uh, the, the results from those 16 holes? Yeah, so we're, we're going to release results as they're received. So um, we'll likely have an update for the market um, probably next week on, on not only the, the, the air core holes we've completed over the last sort of month, as well as uh, a couple of diamond holes that we've completed. Um, so, yeah, so we, we, we're still, um, you know, receiving results as, as we drill. Um, and uh, and yeah, um, I guess we we remain very excited by the uh, by the two targets. As as you mentioned there, with with carry, I guess the typical uh, load style, you know, structurally controlled gold systems of Victoria are typically narrow, uh, but they are high grade. And and the common factor uh, with the systems is that once you can find a line of load, uh, you can typically follow them for kilometres. Um, so that's yeah. really where you get the scale from is, is a long strike. So, so really we need to paint a, uh, a picture and, and build a 3D model about what the geology looks like and then, and then we can use the, the next round of drilling to really um, target those, those loads. And uh, back to Western Australia, how many rigs do you have at Gillamar at the moment? So we've got the, the RC rig, which has basically been running continuously now for us for um, just over a couple of weeks. And uh, we're we're th 
throwing a diamond rig in there um, that's just arrived today um, so so yeah we, we intend to have I guess two rigs running there uh, indefinitely you know there's potential to add more rigs should we get um, you know really start to step out and see more exciting results um, but yeah that that's the plan at the moment I guess the the the, the, the primary targeting tool as I said is downhole EM so it's it's a matter of you know getting the downhole EM to, to point the the, the next draw holes as we go. Well, that's excellent, Alex. I think uh, the um, Explorer listeners to the Stockhead uh, podca- podcasts will be very excited to watch over the next two or three weeks as, as our results come in from both Victoria and uh, Western Australia and uh, to see uh, what sort of follow-up results can, can be uh, developed. So uh, good luck and uh, thank you for spending the time with us today. Thanks very much, Peter, and uh, and great to be with you and great to chat.